concoction for a middle-aged client with a nasty case of eczema and a nastier case of an unfaithful husband. The women's heads were bent low as Bronwyn ground up dried herbs with a wooden mortar and pestle. They appeared absorbed in the task. Too absorbed. Aiden Rhodes, male witch, must have cast a cocooning spell. If so, they wouldn't hear a single word we said. Indeed, wouldn't be aware of his presence at all. It's not every day someone like you moves into the neighborhood, much less opens a shop. Aiden's long, elegant fingers caressed a pile of hand-tatted lace collars in the wicker basket on the counter. A retail store, though. That surprises me. Unusual career path for one with your talents. Is there a reason you're here? I asked, upgrading the man from a curiosity to an annoyance. I wasn't usually so abrupt with potential customers, but it seemed unwise to use the shopkeeper's standard greeting, may I help you, in case I inadvertently obligated myself to him. There's many a slip twixt cauldron and lip, my grandmother Graciela had drilled into me. Words mattered in the world of spellcasting, and a slip of the tongue could have dire consequences. As a matter of fact, there is. I brought you a housewarming present. Thank you, but that's not necessary. I'm happy to do it. I'm afraid I can't accept. Oh, but I insist. I said no, thank you. You don't know what it is yet? That's not the... Pleased to meet you. I whirled around to find a misshapen creature perched gargoyle-like atop an antique walnut jewelry display case. He was small and bent, with a muscular body and scaly skin, a large head, a snout-like nose and mouth, and outsized ears like a bat's. His fingers were long and human-like, surprisingly graceful, but his enormous feet had three toes and long talons. His voice was deep and gravelly. I'm your new familiar, it said. I'm afraid not. I'm a so... I turned to give Aiden a piece of my mind, but he was gone, the door slowly swinging shut. The bell had once again failed to ring. I swore under my breath. Uh, so what, mistress? Excuse me? Before you started swearing, you said you were a so. I wasn't swearing. Were too. I blew out an exasperated breath. I'm a solo act. I don't need a familiar. You're a witch, ain't you? You gotta have a familiar. Says who? It's in the handbook. There is no handbook. Besides, I'm allergic to cats. I'm no cat. So I've noticed, but I'm probably allergic to creatures such as yourself, too. Run along home to your master. Can't. Why not? Cause you're my master now, mistress. The creature attempted a smile, which took shape as a grimace. I'm serious, now scoot. The grimace fell from his gnarled, greenish-gray face. Had it been possible, he would have paled. You don't want me? It's nothing personal, I just don't need. Don't send me away, mistress. He begged, jumping down from the display case. Even at full height, he didn't reach my belly button. He dropped to his knobby knees and clasped his hands, gazing up at me in supplication. Please don't send me away. I'll be good, mistress, I swear. I can't have a goblin in the shop. I'm not exactly a goblin. 
gnome, then. Not really a gnome, either. Whatever you are, you'll scare away customers. I was about a pig. A pig? With a sudden twist of his scrawny shoulders, he transformed himself into a miniature Vietnamese pot-bellied pig. He grunted, wagged his curly tail, and darted around the counter. Hey, get back here, you- Bless the goddess, isn't he sweet? Bronwyn squealed, nearly knocking over a rack of 1950s-era chiffon prom dresses in her haste across the room. Where'd he come from? I've always wanted one of those. George Clooney had one, did you know? They're very smart. Bronwyn scooped up the squealing swine and held him to her generous bosom, where I couldn't help but notice he stopped kicking and snuggled right in, his pale pink snout resting on her ample cleavage. What's his name? I sighed. I had a million...